like sucking. Back to legit bat. I am Joe. Jen is with me. The potatoes to my meat, and then we got Ben here too. Yay! And uh, Ben's kind of more of like you know the side of cream corn. Where Ben's the broccolini. Some people like him. Most normal people are like, eh. but he's here Hard anyway. Split. Yeah, he's just sitting sitting on the sidelines like usual. Uh, we got Binkley here. Mouse sperm. Mouse what he's known for, mouse sperm. Uh, and if anybody's not familiar, Brad Binkley from the Propaganda Report. And if you haven't listened to that show, if you want to get up on your, uh, you know, news propaganda and all the stupid shit going on, go listen to that. He does. He's still doing daily shows every fucking day. I do about four shows a week lately because I'm in the process of getting my ha- my parents' house ready to sell, and which has been a lot. Uh, I haven't been able to be as consistent about it, but typically I do four shows a week. Nice. And a lot of those are live live streamed, if not all of them, right? Usually three of them are live streamed, and I'll have. Uh, I'll have my friend Ian come on, and then sometimes I'll have fake Trump come on and do a little Oh, bit. right, yeah. Ooh. I remember that. Uh, and Yeah, so and if you want to hear him go on rants, he's very sarcastic and, and an asshole, and it's funny to hear him just rip apart <laughs> both you. sides of the narratives. Yeah, I love it. Um, so it's been a while, dude. I, do, I was looking at our old shows, and uh, for 2024, I was trying to bring back a lot of the... Uh, old timers that we kind of got our or cut our teeth on, you know, in 2020 when we started the show. So I was looking back, I'm like, oh, fucking Binkley. And uh, you reminded me on Christmas, sent me a nice Christmas text. And I'm like, oh, fucking Binkley. Yeah, got to have him back on. Did you get the fruit box I sent you? I did not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably FedExed. <laughs> uh, Those are only given to people you don't care about. We would never right. expect I would never that send from that you. To you ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what have you been doing lately? I mean, I know there's been a lot, especially since we've talked, there's been a lot of craziness, and you can take your pick on which one you want to make fun of, because we make fun of it all. So I think we can hang with you. Yeah, there's a lot of it to make fun of. That's If you're not making fun of it, if you're taking it seriously, then you probably need... need I would say you need some therapy, but all the therapists are, are just as crazy as the people they're treating. So I, I don't know what to tell That's you. That's why they became therapists is what I heard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, one thing I did recently that was fun is I moderated the libertarian presidential primary debate in Georgia. And my friend. You Faye moderated Trump, it? Yeah. I moderated it with it was me and Clint from Liberty Lockdown, I, I believe is his podcast and the Tower Gang. And. I just I had watched all the previous debates and uh, the, the libertarian guys in Georgia. It was just kind of like, look, all we got to do to be a better debate than the rest of them is not just randomly blow people's eardrums out and not focus the camera on somebody's crotch for 15 minutes at a time. Then I we're going to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, it's a low we, bar. You can do it. Totally. And we the camera, the filming of it looked beautiful. Jake, the guy who uh, he's a cinematographer, so he did a great job there. We got them going at each other a little bit, and it was a whole lot of fun. And then at the end of it, I had arranged, and I was uh, super glad they let me do this, uh, to have my friend, uh, fake Trump, dress as Trump. I got him a wig and a whole outfit, and we had him come was in. Was it and extra interrupt. cartoonish? Like over-the-top uh, uh, totally. cartoonish? Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's totally it, – it's hilarious, and he does a great Trump impersonation. And he came in and interrupted. I set it up to where – it was funny because we got there. This guy, Chase Oliver, he's one of the candidates – he was, he came up and introduced himself, and he was doing his Trump impersonation to me and my friend Josh, who he didn't realize was going to be playing Trump the next day. And he was telling us how he'd handled Trump on stage. And so after he left, I was like, that's how I'll transition it is I'll, I'll ask Chase the bonus question after their closing statements, and he'll go into this spiel. And then you come in and interrupt, and, and it, uh, we were both really nervous how they would react. But it, it went over really well, and it, it was hilarious. And the debate overall was, was an interesting experience. One of the guys got got pretty mad at me because I pointed out how he spread he, – he calls Trump – or he says Trump spreads the big lie, which I don't, I don't care what you think about Trump. That's a propaganda talking point designed to associate him with, with Hitler is what that is. And I don't think a libertarian – The big lie was election interference, right? Isn't that that, the, that's, the that's what they thing? associate it with. Right, exactly. Is, is it anybody – and 
it was interesting because half the people on stage probably and a bunch of people in the audience had, I know I had, had probably had their YouTube channels demonetized and had videos removed at some point because they simply asked questions about uh, an election that needed questions asked. There's always election fraud in every single election, so it's not unreasonable to ask questions. And yet there's a libertarian candidate in front of a a bunch of skeptical people uh, parroting a mainstream media talking point. That was my proposition to him. And he was he wasn't happy about that question. That that uh, is a weird one that they uh, they started demonetizing and straight up axing people for questioning the 2020 election when yeah. all they did for four years was question the 2016 election and that was fine. But totally. then 2020 was the most safe, you know secure election ever. ever and I mean, you they can't question that. The same people who were screaming, not my president in 2016, were right, like, right. Biden is your president now, though, motherfucker. And I mean, I get it. Like, Enjoy they were that just one. like, hey, Problem. we had to deal, but. Yeah, it's just all a scam. What'd you Everything. say, Ben? I accidentally fucking clicked the button. Lene was telling me the landlord just came in to take a look at the stove, so. Oh, uh, yay. You want to talk to him? Yeah, we'll What's talk that? to him. Just get the landlord on the show. <laughs> hey dude so what do you think that, about fags <laughs> he would probably he'd probably tell you well i'm glad I don't, i'm not housing any of them no, what, do you, what do you think about china do you like china i like china okay well you yeah. can be on the show then china 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 please continue did, my apologies did you, yeah did your uh trump impersonator drop in a china somewhere no that's what we want to hear he did well what we, we we also he probably did actually the night before the debate was held at like a a veterans, uh, I, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a really interesting place where a bunch of uh, Vietnam veterans get together and they have a bar and it was just packed full both nights we were there of 70 year old men and women. Like a and, VFW or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what it is. And, and so we go there and I, 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 he goes in and starts mingling and I'm filming him and uh, I, I asked the bartender if we could get him up on stage so he could sing a song. And he gets up there and he starts singing there. They're coming to America. I can't remember the song. They're coming to America. Talking about immigrants and stuff. And, and you have to do the windmills with the hands too. Yeah, he was doing that. He's, he, does, he does it all great. They're coming to America. And then he starts doing uh, the electric slide with these old women. And uh, oh my it was really god! Great. Then we went awesome. to McDonald's and we filmed eating McDonald's and he was advertising the McDonald's burgers. <laughs> that is great. So what do you yeah. think? Because uh, this is more of your wheelhouse, like the polit- geopolitical type stuff. And we try to sprinkle that in here and there in the show in between, you know, playing fart noises and what else. But um, <laughs> what what are you looking at as far as this election cycle? Is It it looks like a another repeat of 2020 to me where they're just ramping up stupid yeah. social unrest and racism and all, you know, all the normal election all year shit. shit but in, yeah. yeah, disease X. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's similar to the COVID. Everything seems very similar. Even the Super Bowl this year was the same two teams with the same winner, the Chiefs and the, and the 49ers, right down to everything. So, I, you know, I don't see any way that if this were like a natural election that Trump wouldn't win. But this isn't a natural election. And I go back and forth about. Are they really trying to actually put Trump in prison or or is just a another part of the a grand facade to divide and conquer people and, and keep people stuck on these these two left and right positions, uh, unable to go to third and fourth parties, which most people actually identify with as independent. Uh, um, is this just another way to control, or, or are they actually going to put Trump in prison? If they put Trump in prison, then they will manifest the thing that they've been telling us, or they may they might the thing they've been telling us happened on January sixth. They they will bring about some sort of violent action that they can blame on uh, MAGA Trumpers or whoever, or or maybe they'll false flag it. I, I'm afraid that something like that might happen leading up to it. Uh, if if they keep pushing and there's no indication that they're not going to continue pushing to maybe imprison him. Now I don't think he's going to go to prison personally. No, I mean wasn't he the one that said he could shoot somebody in the head in Times Square and wouldn't go to prison? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, he says a lot of things. Well, I think I mean, it would be interesting to manifest a reason for January sixth to make sense, because if you be vindication if for him, well, like, if something oh. happened that was significantly uh, yeah. worse than that, January sixth would just be like brushed under the rug. It would be like, well, because yeah. of the events of January sixth, and then they'd hyper focus on the actual thing that happened, and then exactly no one would right. really dig into January sixth. And see that nothing happened. Exactly right about that. And 
it, yeah, if they can manifest, and that that's why I think it's I think people who a lot of people who support Trump are are kind of aware of that. At least those who I've talked to, obviously, I haven't talked to all of them, but that doesn't mean there can't be some sort of false flag, or at least all you need is one person, and you can brand everybody as the the worst person. And if you even look at this Fulton County thing, I don't know if you guys have followed anything with Fannie Willis, the district attorney down there, uh-uh. who she's the one who is bringing the charges against Trump, and she's the most corrupt district attorney you've ever. Fulton County is the most corrupt. Like it, we we lead the nation in corruption there, and this prison that he went to or jail that he went to, I've actually been to myself. I spent overnight there, and I was there wrongfully. I, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I no, I did. I mean, I have been to jail before for stuff I should have been to jail for, but this time, it was they didn't uh, process the ticket I paid. I ended up spending a whole night there, getting paraded around a uh, street in Fulton County by black police officers who their captain came and told me after they threw me in, in an armored police car that they were doing it because I was a white boy and they'd caught them a white boy in Moreland Avenue. And I knew that. I didn't care. I knew what was going on. But 18 months later, a judge apologized to me for that. that this is how things operate in Fulton County. And this district attorney there, Fannie Willis, her father was one of the founding members of the Black Panthers. And he was committed to black nationalism and he's still very influential in her life. And then everything else about her past is very shady and and you can't find any information out about it. It's very, very strange. And she ran on a platform in 2020 to become the district attorney on not sleeping with people who work for her and not not benefiting herself off of public money. She is now being accused, and it's very obvious because she's admitted to it, of sleeping with someone she has employed. And benefiting off of public money by paying him, and then he takes her on all these vacations. It's the most blatant abuse of power uh, that you've ever seen. And she's out in the open with it, and she's aggressive about it. And she's she was at a a testimony to, or a hearing today, an evidentiary hearing in this trial. And during the trial, she just starts off by by saying. These people tried to steal an election in 2020. There was an insurrection. She's just saying all, screaming all the propaganda talking was. It was wild. How these just, people really? Yes, exactly. She is. She accused Trump, his lawyers, of being racist on Martin Luther King Day when she gave a sermon at a black church in Atlanta because she has three special prosecutors that she uh, hired, and at the time she had yet to admit that she was in fact banging one of them. And the one she was banging was the black guy. And she said, why are they why are they calling out the black guy? Why not the white prosecutors? The racist. Well, it's because you're banging the black guy. Unless the, <laughs> the presumption is you're banging all three of them. And why are they leaving the white ones out? Which I don't think it is. But it's, it's just wild how this woman, when you go back, I started looking at all of her old cases. Well, it doesn't seem and, like white meat is her style, so. Not at all. No, it's just like Travis Kelsey. Well, I can't believe the uh, Taylor Swift thing because white meat ain't his style either. If you've seen his ex-girlfriends and you've listened to him talk. Hmm. That that whole thing. I mean, that's a whole rabbit hole itself. The whole, I mean, every fucking show is talking about that whole thing. It's, it's a weird one. It is weird, especially in the, in an election year to have something like that with, she clearly is vote blue no matter who. And then the chiefs win and just the whole thing. And, you know, Mr. Travis Pfizer, Kelsey himself. I mean, Mr. Pfizer and and the first tax credit. I, I heard everybody talking about Taylor Swift, and I had no context or knew anything about what was going on. Good for you. You're better off for that. Yes, okay. Um, no, so she's dating this NFL guy who was mediocre at best, from what I could tell, until he started dating Taylor Swift, and then all of a sudden he's in the Super Bowl, and they win. I mean, you know, whatever. And he um, only dated black chicks in the past with, you know, big asses. He, not typically a, a white, flat-ass, Taylor Swifty type and, and he, he talks, he's like a poser trying to talk like Eminem, except it's not natural like it is for Eminem. Right. So he's like he looks every, like a douchebag, too. Do you see him getting in his coach's face and yelling? Yeah. There's Dude. plenty of memes going around about it. And like, he started singing at the end of the Super Bowl. He started shout singing. Like what? What is does Taylor Swift line up from scrimmage at the end of her concerts? Why is the dude singing after a football game during a post game interview? I'm saying he went crazy after he started dating her because she's a witch, and he just he's his mind got fucked, and now he's like, I'm Maybe. done. But uh, yeah, all the memes, you know, like uh, once they break up, because that's inevitable with Taylor Swift. Yep. Um, she's gonna make a song called "I Used to Have a Tight End." That's a good one. So, I, so my prediction on the song was that he he's gonna cheat, he's gonna get drunk and cheat on her. Uh, with a black chick, and the song's going to be called Blacked. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be called Coal Burner. <laughs> Ooh, Ninja Thumper. Yes. The, uh, uh, wait a minute. Mid Night Rider. What are the other ones? Mud Shark. <laughs> I hope Taylor's listening because this is a lot of good titles. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm here. Pay me royalties, bitch. <laughs> so ch check this out about the Trump trial in Fulton County, though. So not only is this this district attorney super corrupt, and she is on the she's like a Soros attorney and all these of other course. guys, right? And the judge who is overseeing the case is only 34 years old. He was appointed. Uh, in January by the governor here when another judge stepped down. So he was not elected. And he's a white dude who's a Republican, at least on the surface, which does not get elected in Fulton County, which is Stacey Abrams country. And so this guy is running for, quote, reelection in 2024. And his whole campaign is, you know, keep Judge McAfee here, something like that, uh, which is not very catchy, but that's what it is. But this is a dude who it's three words. That's all they need. Right. Fanny Willis, the the prosecutor who is he's overseeing her evidentiary hearing to decide if she's going to be expelled from the case because of this conflict of interest with of using the public money and sleeping with her employee. I, I've been calling her the Harvey Weinstein of fat black women. Because I think she goes into her office and shoves her cock down the first person's throat she can find. <laughs> That's the type of person she is. And she, she, she looks like a, a blimp. And this dude's ex-husband, who she hired, she hired him the day before he signed his divorce papers from his wife, who was smoking hot. You don't go from a tin to a potato. That's not how it works. <laughs> I mean... Unless there's some benefit there, some, some money. Yeah, exactly. I love that on the one to ten scale of ratings for dudes. <laughs> like, okay, is she a what is she a five, a ten, or is she a potato? That's like below. Yeah, from zero. potato to ten. Right. Yeah. It's right. like negative yeah. ten. Nobody walks outside and says, "I want to fuck that potato." Unless um, that it's potato 2024, is, bro. That's true. I there guess is somebody right. out there that's boring out a potato you're, and you're going to town. Right. There are plenty of. Yeah. All the potatoes are trans. I was just going to say that. Uh, yeah, pretty close. I was going to say, uh, a movement, all, right? there potatoes. are plenty of people that like blue or pink haired potatoes, usually <laughs> with black rim glasses. Dude, yeah. that, that's funny. Uh, not to sidetrack too much, but th that one meme that is like, uh, what, dude, why all of the ugly chicks from the same country? Like, where even is? And it shows a, a rainbow flag. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What, why are they all from the same country? Mm, I don't know. They all, they all think the same. Anyway, so Stacey Abrams is still a big thing down there, really? She's I mean, I heard you talking about her like is. two years ago. That was a big thing, and we made jokes about how she could floss with a two-by-four, you know, yep. the normal mm -hmm. ad hom shit. But yeah. uh, what is she doing that's of note lately besides being fat and black? I think she's wearing a Travis Kelsey suit and playing for the Chiefs. Oh. I don't know what she's doing lately. She's been doing – she comes around around election time to organize people, so we'll be hearing from her in a couple of months but i'm sure she's probably sitting on the face of interns who think that she can help their career oh going full lizzo she's Ugh. trying to get her presidential bid in in the next what like eight years i don't know what do you think i think she'll Three? run again in 2028 or yeah she'll something like that she, she'll she, she'll she be someone's wealthy. vice president yeah yeah bink what's your what's your opinion on the chances that newsom has in the running I think if Biden steps aside or if they get him to step aside, then I think Newsom is somebody they might bring in there. I, a lot of people think that Michelle Obama, I think Michelle Obama personally would be the best choice for them. She's got the biggest dick, but I think Newsom sure. is somebody who they would bring in there. I, I, I think though, you know, I've been, I've been reconsidering my position on Biden maybe getting pushed aside. I, did you guys see the press conference after that report came out the other day? Mm -mm. But, it, it said that we can't charge the president because he's such a sweet old man who just has a bad memory. So but he's, he's, he's cool to run the, the, the country, but we can't do anything about him. Whoa, how can memory? they take away his responsibility and then still provide him with the responsibility of running the country at the same time? Because Democrats. That is a good question. And he, he was very happy to praise the conclusion and say that it, it exonerated him, yet he was very angry about the reasoning for the exoneration that he calls an exoneration. 
And my first thought was, okay, they're get, they threw him to the wolves. They're getting ready to kick him out. And I kind of equated that with they have King Charles. They say he's ill now. Uh, I think King Charles is going to uh, abdicate, and they're going to make him a hero and say, now Bush – or uh, not Bush uh, – that Biden and Trump, they need to abdicate their leadership of the, the Republican and Democrat throne. But, but now I'm starting to think that maybe Biden just signaled – since they exonerated him from any past or future crimes because he's an old man, he can't commit a crime you don't remember. Maybe he's going to start committing all the worst crimes since he has that protection that was just established. He's got a hall pass now. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't anyone think about the fact that he's still the president of the United States? How dare you say, well, okay, well, now we're saying that the president can't do anything wrong. Can you imagine if they gave that to Trump? I mean, they never would. But yeah. they would be like, well, we can't do that for him because he's terrible. Because he's a Nazi. But Joe Biden's a sweet old man. I think it has to. That's the point of the Constitution. It's like a blanket thing. It applies to everybody. It, and it makes it seem even the it way Biden not. was. It's supposed the, to. <laughs> the way he was talking during the press conference, it, it was as though the fact that Trump can remember things. That's a bad quality. <laughs> They're trying to convince the dumbtards that pay attention to that, that that is a bad quality. It's just you my... shouldn't remember things and you shouldn't critically think. Calling back to that article I read like two years ago, critical thinking is bad for you. You shouldn't <laughs> Don't critically do think your about own research. anything. Yeah. No, it is. It's just mind blowing that they'll at the same time say that basically he's a dumb, dumb old man that can't do anything, but then be like, you know what? You should vote for him again. Like what? Because he's a dumb, dumb old man that can't do anything. You should also add in that article that anyone who voted for him voted for that. You voted for someone who, in his term, is deteriorating enough to not even be fit to run the fucking country. You idiot. Well, we've said it a million times. Nobody actually voted for Biden. Nobody did. I know. They, they voted didn't against vote Trump. For Trump. Yeah. That yeah. was it. The, vote, the hate vote. His progressive friend that I have actually is the guy I was talking about a little while ago, the one who gave me the compliment <laughs> before oh. the show we were talking. But he, so I'm in this text chain with him and one of my buddies who is kind of in the closet with most of the theater community but this friend knows that he is more of a republican a libertarian type and so my other friend that's what you know yeah all right racist putin lover he sends this clip of biden going i have that clip hang on (laughs) it's right here that's the one something like that yeah yeah and he said I can't remember what he said, but he, he he made some sarcastic comment about it. And then our progressive friend's response was, dude, he's an old man with a speech impediment. <laughs> Where's your home? <laughs> Are you in Oregon? <laughs> See, he only has a speech impediment sometimes, though. He just, like, turns it on. So at the beginning of that clip, I, we've played it a million times, but the foot of foot of foot of thing is, I, I believe right before that he said america can be described in one word and put him in, uh, put, put, <laughs> like, yeah. the, that's what he went with what, what i hate what i hate about that whole thing is that you go okay <clears throat> so he has a speech impediment okay let's run with that weird because <laughs> right. he didn't right so <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. so if he suddenly acquired a speech impediment what was the cause it had to have been in the last four years because he didn't used to have one And if that's the case, the same thing that caused the speech impediment is also probably the same thing that makes him fucking retarded. Like, yeah, there's going to be studies that come out. uh, It's been determined by, you know, Stanford research that uh, men between uh, 78 and 82 can develop speech impediments. That had said randomly for no reason at all. (laughs) Right. No, it's stupid. And it's so hard to even call, like... I'm way past even trying to call what's going to happen. I'd rather just yeah, go yeah. retroactive on it and just make fun of it afterwards. Cause I'm like, there's no calling this anymore. Nobody could have called 2020 or anything that happened after that. And what happens if you call it anyway, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, there's right. nothing you can do. So. Yeah, you just, so you just, just get like demonetized if you call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's your reward. I mean, I mean, we got we finally got our first video removed from YouTube for like a three second joke where I'm not going to say it because it's going to go on YouTube. But uh, I put it on Instagram because I thought it was funny. But yeah, I mean, you get nicked for the dumbest fucking thing. So now I'm like, I'm not self-censoring. They'll just get removed. Whatever. YouTube, right. come over to Rockfin. Ben, sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. I was going to say, I mean, I'm, I'm more solidified in the stance that I took three and a half years ago when Mr. Ryan Dean, shout out, uh, was on the Trump train. Probably not a shout out. 
Um, and we were having that little debate about what are we going to do if there isn't a, a, you know, a peaceful passing of the torch about the prior to the whole January 6th thing. And he was talking about wanting to go. And I told him, I go, I really am not that big of a fan because here's what I keep saying. Nothing that we do is going to change whatever's going to happen at this point. I think it's going to vote, this, bro. I, I think the freight train is well on its way to crashing through whatever walls its current course is on. And what we need to do is be prepared to react because I don't think that whatever is going to happen isn't going to happen. I feel the exact same way about this election. I go, dude, for the last couple of years, not only have they been hammering Trump, and I'm not a Trump fan. I think he's I think he's a bad look for our country. But do I agree Funny, with though. where he stands on things? Yeah, most of it. Not all of it, but most of it. Guess what? I really don't think it fucking matters. I don't think that this year is going to matter at all what any average American thinks or votes. I think that whatever's going to happen is whatever they have already engineered. Right. It's a selection, not an election, and also not an erection. I was going to ask you, actually, being clear, what do you think about uh, people that just don't vote? Because I don't. I'm one of those. That well, I don't are, vote. I've I'm been a big bitch. advocate for get out the don't vote for many, many years because the propaganda technique, which is used all the time, every election of you either vote for this side or you're supporting the enemy. And if you don't vote, you don't have a right to speak. It's total bullshit. It's one of the oldest propaganda techniques in the book that the divide and rule overseers or overrulers use. And I think you can vote on the local levels if you want, but not voting doesn't mean you don't have a right to speak. It means you choose none of the above, which they do not offer that option. They should offer that option. None of the above. I think the ideal would be that nobody voted because that would completely invalidate the power of whoever because nobody would win and their whole system, the weaknesses would be revealed. I, I think the thing to do, what you guys have, uh, what Ben, you were touching on a moment ago, when it comes to like January 6th and all that and what's going to happen, I, I think you have to keep speaking out. And you said you were censored. We have to just keep like they, they want to self they want to create a, an environment of self-censorship. And the more people go against that, even at the risk of uh, you know getting our videos kicked off and whatnot, the the more and more people will feel empowered to speak out, and I think that is the best way to fight back, is to not shut up when, when they are working very, very hard to try and cause people to shut up themselves for fear of being canceled or branded a racist. Right. I actually don't even care. Like what, uh, you know Charlie Robinson, right? So yeah. he, uh, his big thing is he's like, I'm at a point now where I don't, I don't even care what you call me. You can call me a Nazi, a, a racist, whatever, and I'm like, cool, yeah. whatever. I'm a racist Nazi, whatever, and move on with my day. I don't give a shit what you say. And uh, the that whole thing, I hate that thing, the, oh, if you don't vote, you can't bitch about it. Yeah, I fucking can. Yeah. Um, voting is just bitching about what they choose for you to bitch about. So I'm going to bitch about whatever I want to bitch about, not what it's on a piece of paper where I got to fill in a little colored dot or however they do it now. Totally. Go it's fuck yourself, up, anybody who says that. I yeah. feel like they made up voting in general to make us, feel, uh, obviously, feel like we had the power. Because if, if voting was gone, if they were like, this is your leader this year, we would rise up and revolt so much faster. But now mm -hmm. we're like, oh, well, we don't know who voted for that. But maybe maybe half the country yeah. did vote. Yeah, yeah. And so we kind of fall in line. I'm not saying we. I mean, I mean the collective we of the other people. Right. If history no is to believe. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if, if history is to be, be believed, the French people had it right with the guillotines. We have a much more um, expeditious manner to deal with these things. We, I yeah, mean, right. everybody's got one. Let's do but it. But we don't. We feel like we can make a change with voting, or you know, the again, collectively. But voting is this. It's just set there so that we can think. Okay, we can go out here and we can vote for somebody, and we can make a change. Maybe it's kind of like voting for or rooting for your favorite team to win the game. You yeah, never right. know. It's like Ben. And you're not. Up, and just like that, Jen, you're not in control of the outcome. It's the exact right. same thing. It's like people bet on these, you know, fighters and teams and stuff. It's like. That's nice because it's a game. Yeah. You're not in control the of the election, outcome. Like live streamed as they're counting in votes and you're like, go, so, go, cheering go. It on. Yeah. When, yeah. when you were talking about putting a do not, did not vote as an option on the ballot, uh, it would be hilarious if it was like, all right, we're going to try a new thing. We're putting did not vote for or none of the above on the ballot. And if that one has the most votes, nobody wins. All the candidates. And now, time for your friendly ad break. 
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. All the candidates fight to but the death. Obviously, <laughs> in Gladium. Uh, what would be hilarious, though, is that you know exactly as soon as that would happen, they're like, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to make sure that uh, the did not vote is just slightly below the people that we want to win and be like, right. Oh, they almost won. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And like Ben brings up all the time, like with his, his kids and shit where it it's said over and over, but the illusion of choice where you have, look, you can vote for these two people. It's like with your kids, Ben, where you're like, we have a donut or a bagel. You get to choose. This is in your hands. You choose away. Mark it on a piece of paper. Give it to me, and I will give you that. Meanwhile, right. you're eating bacon and sausage and eggs in the back room. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like, there's yeah, yeah. sizzling freedom just waiting to go into your word hole. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, but I think it was uh, 2008 or 2012. There was you could look it up on Google, and they said how many registered people were running as president, like valid citizens that had like tried to run for president and it was like 99,000 tons of them yeah and it and the top guy the top guy underneath all of the nominations his marketing name was D's nuts and I go <laughs> Pro- thing is I would actually False. probably vote for that fucking dude yeah. strictly on his name cuz he has a sense of humor Boner. but nine, 99,000 people were registered to run as president and we heard about what 14 Oh, right. no. And it always comes down to two. Like, you always hear right. about these extraneous people, but they never get any airtime. They never yeah. get any coverage on the media. And what you, being clear, what you're talking about with the uh, obvious corruption down there in Fulton County, um, it's funny that it can be that obvious, but then people will deny that that level of corruption is possible at the higher levels when yeah. it's probably 10 times worse at the higher levels and they're 10 times Dude, better at covering it up. You're exactly right. I tell people. Like if you think that power doesn't corrupt absolutely at the 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 bigger it gets, especially, yeah. Look and see what happens to somebody in your neighborhood who joins the HOA, <laughs> the Karen. Yeah, they will become a tyrant so quick you won't even know who this person is anymore. I've had to fight so many HOAs and yeah. find <laughs> like, like 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 I've I've waged a war against HOAs multiple times where I've gone around and we've been hit with a fine. I knew we were being targeted in uh, certain instances. Uh, uh, one was because my parents' house and we weren't he- there all the time. I'm here right now, but we weren't we weren't here all the time because we we're going back and forth trying to you know upkeep it and uh, also live our lives elsewhere. And so we get hit with uh, something that I-, I so I read the whole fucking manual after that. Once you fucking <laughs> hit us with it. I read the whole fucking manual and I went down and I started documenting every goddamn fine or, or uh, violation of not anybody else in the neighborhood except the members of the board who I found out who they were. And I walked around taking pictures. I found a crack in the, the concrete right outside the president's house, which I had my sister go walk in front of because I know they got ring cams, had her trip over multiple times so you could see that on camera. <laughs> and I collected all this evidence and I went to the HOA meeting and I just unleashed it kind of you know, I, I I was nice about it, but I also I I, I presented arguments that they couldn't refute. And did you put a Karen there, wig on? Because that would have been fucking classic. I should have. I just asked them questions that they couldn't answer, and that brought up an obvious conflict of interest. That's here. I won't go into all of that, but it was very obvious, and everybody agreed with me, and they haven't bothered us since. But the the idea though is that most people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Most people just they they just let them dominate their their neighborhood and i've actually covered a number of stories over the past year and a half or so of these schemes that people who are the leaders of hoas were lining their pockets to the tune of millions of dollars that roped in all of the other hoa members as well who weren't necessarily complicit in in, you know defraud defrauding people but did not stop it from happening so they also got in trouble and my point is this is at the most local level there is (laughs) you know yeah, you get a, a sweet little soccer mom that gets elected as president of the HOA, and so, uh, suddenly she's the god of fuck. And it's right. like, 
So in that's, like you said, very small time. You get up into these upper echelons of government and everything else. Corporations probably are more powerful than the government at this point. But, like, where do you – is there a top of the pyramid? Like, is there – at this point right now, like a worldwide top of the pyramid that's just so detached that we can't even touch it. I don't know. I think the people who are pulling Klaus Schwab's strings, we've probably never seen before in our lives or heard of. I think that's I, most yeah. of the elites that people talk about. I think the elites are people that we have no idea exist. Yeah. And I don't even think that it's people that's like, Oh, it's some chic who's, you know, the ultra no i don't even think he's it i think it's the people that pay him to be the wealthiest guy because then if they have a fallback person they have somebody that at least people know exists these people yeah. i don't think are people that know i think there is a top of the pyramid and i think that pyramid is completely cut off from any view that we would that's have that's why it's detached on the dollar bills because yeah. we have no idea that i've heard it so many times if you know their names they're not the ones in charge. Uh -huh. and they're just the fall guys that are paid very well to be that guy. Rockefeller, you know, Rothschilds, all these people that we know their yeah. names and we can trace their history. They're just fucking pawns. They're just That's very well-paid pawns. Yeah, Bernays said the people controlling the world are often people whose names you've never heard and faces you've never seen. Well, and we, I brought it up on the last episode when we were talking to Matt, um, is we were talking about the whole child sex trafficking issue. And Craig, the Sawman Sawyer that had come on and his similar organization within the States Vets for Child Rescue, he was the Craig was telling us like, dude, the only reason why it took us this long to get this one guy and the issue that we keep running into is that on every time we try to prosecute somebody for child sex trafficking or uh, what's it called where they take a kid, um, not traffic, uh, where you steal a kid. What kidnapping yeah. and child stuff theft. like that, child yeah. theft or whatever, is that it's almost impossible to find a DA that will take the case. Yeah. Like he goes, I can't explain how in almost every fucking county, the main DA or the guy right beneath them is totally bought and will not touch these yeah. cases with the 10 foot pole for retaliation because they're they're in someone's pocket. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Jeffrey Epstein case from 2006. If you, I read all those court documents. And I talked to the lawyers' victims at, uh, at the time. It was not in 2006. This was in 2015 when I did this. But the reason that he was given a sweetheart deal was because the case against him started to fall apart because there was intimidation going on. Epstein's goons were threatening people, and and witnesses were dropping out and and starting to refuse to testify. And I think one cop or one investigator even died, and it was reaching a point where they weren't going to be able to charge him with anything at all if they didn't do that. And so that led to the prosecutor at the time giving him that deal, which they make it later because this guy who was a prosecutor down there ended up being in Trump's administration. They would never talk about it before then. But once that prosecutor, his name is Acosta, ended up in Trump's administration, the narrative became, well, Acosta helped Trump's buddy Epstein and Trump rewarded him by putting him in his administration, which is so far from the truth. It's so far from the <laughs> wow. truth. Wow. Jesus. That's the, so that's the first time they would talk about it. Before that, they denied it even existed. Yeah, that they, that's they, an they opportunity for them. Yeah, they twisted around later to be like, oh, no, we, yeah, that's. Uh, that, and that he was, was only thing. doing it to peg him, but he, uh, ugh. oh, my God. Those guys' him. elites love getting pegged. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, Al, Al, yeah, you see Alex Soros is dating Uma Abedin. Dude, that's Alex, a weird character. Yeah, Alex Soros is George Soros. He was just handed the, it, you know, the keys to his, you know, $25 billion empire, which helped his dating life, I'm certain of. And, of course, who are you going to start banging when you have that power? Uma Abedin, which maybe he's just trying to find out if she was bumping clams with Hillary at one point in time. I don't Ooh. know. Ooh. But she's like 10 years older than him. And there was, they shared an Instagram post. And I, I, I'm serious. It looks like Uma Abedin is dating the nerd emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the picture and look at the nerd emoji. That, that is who Alex Soros is. Oh my god! I have to look this up. I'm gonna look this up right now. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just, I, I wish I had it pulled it was, up. I put it on screen. Weird. Who's following Alex Soros on Instagram? I, I mean, I know he's probably got people a lot that more. he pays to. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> you got enough money, you can get however many followers you want. Are you posting feet pics on there? Uh, probably. I mean, whatever people are into, you know. Uh, 
so I did want to kind of go into two because I've, I've been talking about I mean, it's been in the news a lot lately too but the uh the whole climate change thing so my my view on climate change is that for years the they trademark whoever that is yeah. has been doing geoengineering this is on the books this is not a crazy theory <laughs> yeah, they've done, this is yeah literally out there on wikipedia operation popeye yeah geoengineering weather manipulation cloud seeding that's all fucking out there in the mainstream that's not crazy i mean it's crazy but i mean it's not untrue so with all all these things they've been doing and we don't even have to go into like harp or any of these other things but all of a sudden they're pushing this climate change thing and it's so arbitrary and so vague it's just climate yeah. change climate changes all the fucking time it always yeah. has mm -hmm. if you want to believe they're ex that exact group of uh people's narrative there is ice ages that's pretty dramatic fucking climate change so why and they're like no but this one's human caused okay what were the other ones then because this is before you say there were humans so yeah. apparently it's a natural cycle if if you want to believe that it's a natural cycle so what what is push what is driving this narrative now that of human climate change like what what's going on with that yeah I I think the climate change narrative is one that's been around for a long time that they're able to scare a certain uh, sect of the population into thinking they need to support initiatives or, or there's going to be dolphins swimming and sharks swimming down, down their street. I, I think that if dead ones, obviously they'd be right. dead, dead yeah. ones, non-fuckable ones too, because they <laughs> are the fuckable ones. These, <laughs> yeah, these creeps, but <laughs> you can still fuck them. But you can try, but you know, you know, you, if it the rigor mortis will come in and break your dick off if it happens. <laughs> uh. I just think they've always used that. I don't know why that works or, or what they believe about it. Of course, humans affect the environment, but to the extent <laughs> that they say that it does, it, it's hard to believe anything that they say because they have such a history of lying about it and not caring and then using those lies to rope in other policies for example like i mentioned earlier with travis cleese or kelsey and that film be getting the the tax benefits and, and the credits which makes it easier for hollywood another producer on the film who runs a studio said that making a film in hollywood is like a risk it's like nine out of ten but when you use these energy credits that you can transfer so you do some virtue signal like move that may or may not be beneficial that falls under the category that gets you this these credits and then you take these credits you sell them to a corporation and the corporation the incentive for the corporation to buy them and this is from the wall street journal is that you can pay nine hundred and ten thousand dollars for somebody else's uh renewable energy tax credits under the inflation reduction act which is all about climate change and then you that that enables them to save a million dollars on their taxes and also when they use those credits for whatever initiative that is going to have to appear to be one that that fits these woke climate standards they're also going to get investor money from blackrock and from vanguard because it ups their esg score which they're not they're gonna they're not calling it esg as much anymore they've made a conscious effort to not talk about it as much and to change the language but it's still there you've been on a rant about that for two straight years it's it, it it's the most awful thing that concentrates power at the top and it's just the social credit score as we all know but all, this essentially is climate change being used through the inflation reduction act as a way to take money from the lower and middle class and give it to hollywood and, and the corporations and, and i i think the they use this climate change shit and scare people into <laughs> giving their own money away to the richest people on the planet isn't it weird how the government promotes NASA so hard and NASA is always trying to tell us how we are so small and insignificant compared to everything that's going on around us. Yeah. And the government's like, listen to NASA. Yeah, we are small and insignificant, but everything that you've done is fucking up this whole giant earth yeah, and yeah. everything you do in the future with your money can save it. Yes, how, science. That's so fucking contradictory. We're so insignificant and small. We make we can make no difference, but we can make all the difference in the world when it comes to climate change. Right. Well, that's, that's the only I thing. Think, I think that's all by design too. I've, we've talked a lot about that about how just these weird narratives that seem to clash is on purpose, just because mm -hmm. it clashes. Like it, it creates this the 
overused term cognitive dissonance, but it really does because they're, they're holding those two ideas in their head Dude. at the same time. We're insignificant yeah. and just specks of dust in the atmosphere, but oh my God, we're fucking up this planet and we have to start paying more money to make the weather better. Like that's and, how it's what? Absolutely. A absolutely. And we've got to make it better for our future, you know, for the future people who gives a shit about the future people. Some you know you give a shit about the future people. I get it. We have you know we have uh, our lineage and whatnot, but it's just such a lie. It's so untangible, you know, and, and abstract. And they do that on purpose. It's complicated. And nobody can explain. I've asked friends of mine that are progressives. Like, it's like, the enemy we can't see. That's yeah, the like, big thing. Yeah. Please help me understand climate change. And, and they they just go well. Green green emission gases can't fire. I'm just like that doesn't explain anything to any fucking person. What, what you just did there and, and like they're just parroting what they hear it's not it's not their yeah. own thought they're just they're just parroting what they hear <laughs> right. and yeah you, cognitive distance though so my my thing my quote on my twitter page since i started has been embrace the cognitive distance because that is the in some in the simplest terms the way that we are controlled as a society through the media and politicians that the media give a platform to is by appealing to the uh, the good good feeling of confirmation bias and the avoidance of the bad feeling of cognitive dissonance uh, through that people have no incentive to go seek out information that is going to cognitive dissonance cause causes physical pain in the body uh, there's no tension that kind right, of thing yeah. no reason to go seek that out when you can have the the joy and and the you know whack off satisfaction of the confirmation bias appeals and i talk about this a lot the a lot of things a lot of truth that we that we all need to prevent a lot of the problems that are around us or that seem uh you know like doom are on the other side of cognitive dissonance and we have to embrace that pain over pleasure in order to get to that truth and if everybody kind of uh owned up to that idea then they would be just, just dismantled in a second because it completely relies on those psychological mechanisms. Well, I mean, cognitive dissonance is just divide and conquer on a mental level. Yeah. They're, they're just separating things so that you fight about it in your head or fight about it in race or whatever. It's the same old playbook. It's um, at this point very old. It's not a new play. In, right. I guess totally, people don't yeah. really look into it. And you're not taught about this in yeah. school. You're not taught about the Hegelian dialectic in school. I never heard that fucking thing until I was 30-something <laughs> right. years old. Yeah. So Me when too. you don't grow up with it and it's not part of your daily you know, looking at the world way of doing things, then when you come across it, you're like, hmm. And then you start seeing it everywhere. And right, then dude. you wear a tinfoil hat and you're branded a conspiracy and nut. And you're fucking so. racist Nazi, dude. Yeah. yeah. And so, all so right. Right. I actually like and, that. Call me alt-right. I like that one. <laughs> it sounds cool. Yeah. But you're, you're absolutely right about that. They have had, uh, they have like a hundred year head start on us when it comes to these social science experiments. Uh, they, they've done all these experiments that, that inform them with all of their money of how we're going to react to these appeals they put in the media. A and we're reacting with emotion in ways that they want us to react because their plan depends on these reactions causing the chain of events to happen when all we have to do is recognize that and, and not react the one way they're planning on us to react based on all of their social science experiments. It goes all the way back to the Tavistock Institute. And it's just Bernays. crazy. Most people. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> huh? Uh, no, I thought I was uh, ranting too much there, but it's oh, just no. good. it goes all the way back there. And like when green. you. Tell people that shit. This is another thing they rely on. And I've even shown friends of mine like quotes or letters from Lord Northcliffe and, and Sir Gilbert Parker. Sir Gilbert Parker was the British agent who was sent over to the U.S. who was a literary uh, – he was famous for his writing, and they knew he could get close to all the elites and intellectuals in America and, and help woo them and win America to World War I even though we were neutral. And he would write back to the the head of the propaganda bureau about how naive and dumb Americans were and how the intellectuals think they're so smart. They're the easiest to manipulate because they can never they will never, ever believe that they've been fooled. And what side is that? Not to draw sides, but what side is that again? Yeah, I, I, hmm. I think it's pretty clear. It's the blue haired um, side. We'll call them. 
block of seagulls haircut yes yeah, yeah. dude. and bingley you're never ranting too much we love your rants that's why we have you on <laughs> Yeah, you can't rant just... too much. It's 2024. You got to rant all the time. And, and I love the idea of never doing Sorry. what they're expecting us to do because it's so clear. Just from 2020, that's yeah. when I woke up. I had cognitive dissonance. I had to embrace it. Just like you were saying, I was that person that was like, oh, no, a virus. What am I going to do? The government might protect me. I hope they make a cure. I hope they make a vaccine. Like, And it wasn't something I hyper-focused on, but I thought about it. It, it was, was 2019. Like, it's a condition default I didn't give a response. shit about the government. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then when everyone rose up, all of the, you know, alt-right podcasters that came up and were <laughs> just speaking lies everywhere, Fuck it made off. me think differently. And they were not expecting that. And now that I can look at that, it's so clear because even the media made fun of it. They were like, oh, you don't want to be these people. They're terrible. And then know, when, when they realized that the media is now not trusted by a, a large percentage of the population. They're getting into Facebook now and Instagram and YouTube. And then they just started straight up removing videos. They're like, you know what? We're not even going to hide it anymore. We're not going to try to, we'll do a little bit of manipulation, but we'll just yank your shit. They're just out in the open now a little bit. Cause they they're the context notes beneath it on YouTube. Yeah. So they've, and it's Wikipedia. They're like linking to. So yeah. I can't I can't pull it up right Wikipedia now. Wikipedia is a um, very trusted source now. Of course, it's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, I, I'm sure everybody saw this. I I reposted. It. I can't fucking log in for some reason, but um, on Instagram, the Joe Biden account, which is fucking clearly not Joe Biden. So they seem to have switched tactics a little bit, and they're kind of given a wink and a nod and like playing along with conspiracy MAGA conspiracy the theorists. Did you eyes. see? Yeah, and it said just like we drew it up. And it said at Chiefs right after the game finished. And obviously it was just a poke in the eye like, oh, you dumb conspiracy theorist. Or they're just being like, we being can get honest, away with whatever the fuck we want. I think you know, they are being brazen. I, I do feel like they are just being so out of the open with their corruption and abuse of power. Like with all the Hunter Biden stuff, it's just obnoxious. It's almost like they're just trying to see how much people will accept and continue to support them. It's like a beta test. They're like, let's uh, fuck it. Let's say this this, this week right. and see let's what see happens. see what happens. Yeah, it'd yeah. almost be fun kind of fucking around to see what people will uh, agree with. I, I I had these people come over who were looking at the house when I was recording the other day, and my uh, sister came down with them. They're real estate people. These these They're from Mark Spain, which um, used to be Mark Spain WSB Studios, so it was, it was weird, and I don't trust them. <laughs> but they came down, and... Uh, one of them came down and, and she goes, a green screen. Like she had never seen a green screen before in her life, but this was the moment she'd been waiting for to finally encounter one. And then she goes, <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. Totally. Screen. She was just amazed by it. And she says, your sister tells us you do a podcast. That's so super cool. What is your podcast about? Super condescending. Yeah, right. And I was like, well, I I'm a conspiracy theorist. And they both <laughs> they both go, so are we. Oh, my God. So are we. And then one of them grabs my arm and goes, I think Taylor Swift is a man. And I was like, she's the she's the white Michelle Obama. I'm just going with every, all this shit she says. You're improving with her. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then so because I realized what they're doing. I realized at that moment that I could say anything yeah, and they would agree with me because they want to be the one, they want to get us to sign something so they can rip us off. And I didn't do it. I, I wish I could go back. We are going to have other people come over like that. And I've told my sister to, to do the same setup, but like, I, I think that I could have said when they asked me what the podcast was about, I think I could have said, I just like to bring a little context to Hitler. I think that they would have been, we love him. He's got his mustache. My husband won't grow one. He's such a pussy. We just love that guy. And I think as they were going uh, going out, I, I could have hiled them, and they both would have, in perfect form, swung around and, and hiled me back, probably with a German accent. Because <laughs> they, they, they were so trying to just get us to sign the dotted line. They were so full of shit. Yeah, and, and they then probably you have, then you have cameras set up so that you can catch <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. Bink, totally, dude. You're 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 smart enough. You should have you should have done one of those long form games. You're like, I'm gonna ask him a question at the beginning, talk about other shit for a while, and then I'm gonna ask bring him another back. question that directly contradicts that. Yeah, and then when they right. agree with me, to bring it up and flip. be like, Okay, no, have a nice I, I, day. I'm and really then you should have not signed. Pair, yeah. No, yeah, not absolutely. signed. Right, and then be right. like, you know what? I actually am having a really rough day today. Can you guys just come back tomorrow? Or you just right. sign it, Heil Hitler, and just see what they do. Totally. <laughs> right. And that's uh, the moment that they go call the FBI is when they know we're not oh, actually yeah. signing. 
Obviously. And you take and out your, be, swastika, be on it. your swastika stamp <laughs> and stamp the paper with it. Yeah. No, don't say you're not signing forever. Just say you don't feel like signing right now. It's a deal. I work in the real estate industry. Like they're, They'll come back. I promise oh, yeah. you. They They've would have been called. back. They've called. They're nagging us like an ex-girlfriend. It's crazy. Nice. Well, it's funny. They, so you're totally right with how they can just uh, say whatever and just beta test it because, I mean, it works. Look at it. Look it at the does. last year. I mean, it's it's a, a trope now with bingo card for every month of every year now because they're like, what's it going to be this month? And <laughs> right. everybody moves on within a week or two. So they forget about it. You can have a, the craziest shit ever happen. And in like two or three weeks, they're on to the next thing. And they forget all about yeah. this other crazy thing. Yeah. We have so to never forget flop, murder hornets. Yeah. E yeah. Even if it's I a total flop like murder hornets, nobody fucking talks about it anymore. And it was like, what the fuck was that? Murder hornets killed like 50 people that I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, they killed grandma. Yeah. At least three of my grandmas. They probably wear masks. They didn't kill grandma. Oh, yeah. They do wear masks. Masks they do protect you safe. from murder, murder hornets. <laughs> right. they're, they're actually law enforcement now, these murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's actually, God. wow, that's not too far off, huh? Yeah, You're right, idiocracy. though. They do. They ramp all this information in people's heads and the way they emphasize it. It's all about the emphasis in the media. It's, it could be actually something insignificant, but if it's Jake Chapper, it's the biggest dramatic thing ever and democracy is on the line. A murder hornet has entered the White House. Then everybody would be like, holy shit, Trump brought the murder hornet to the White House. Exactly. It's amazing. And then it, the big it, thing, it's all in the presentation. I, yeah. I hate to see that I'm I'm outside of this, but just to watch it, I feel like I am. Because I'm watching these people yeah. fight about things. I'm like, what, what are we doing, people? Yeah, right. Do you realize who's doing do. all this? Like, if these were our roommates, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, come on, faggots. Take, yeah. yeah, take this outside. I mean, I'm I'm tired of having to break this up. What up, retarded faggots? Yeah, go outside. <laughs> Sit at the kids' table. You're no longer yeah. welcome at the adults' table. Absolutely, and, and I think one of the demonstrations of that is what my friend. What I told you, my friend said about the explanation that Joe Biden's just an old man with a speech impediment. That's literally a propaganda talking point he heard from whatever media he has, and they're like, "Can you believe people will actually repeat this?" And he did. He did repeat it. <laughs> And Hunter Biden, uh, you know, it was Hunter Biden's birthday recently. Oh, week. happy birthday, Hunter. Did Hang on. Know. Yeah, I think uh, Biden actually. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Yeah, Biden sang to him. They went to a fancy restaurant in Los Angeles. And Alvin. Yeah, they, he, he brought his son that he named Bo after the, you know, he honored his brother by naming his son after his brother because the whole not fucking his uh, brother's widow thing is out the window right. to honor him. So he had to name his son. Yeah. yeah. That's and, how Hunter honored him. He's like, oh, fuck your wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. So they go to the restaurant, they have a nice dinner and with Joe and uh, Hunter. And then um, after dessert, Hunter jerked off on the bus boy and then sold it as art to a, an anonymous Biden donor who is now an ambassador to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Yeah. I, I mean, awesome. everybody knows modern art is just money laundering anyway because there's no fucking way a sane person pays that right. much money for dog shit. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so Biden or Hunter Biden's paintings is 100% money laundering for 100%. his cocaine yeah. habit or something. Yeah. Like it it's yeah, so totally. stupid and it it can be in in your face. And I think they do it on purpose just to be like, look at what we're getting away with. You can't do shit about it because Art right. or whatever else. Yeah. Some poor bus boys so in somebody's easy. attic with a sheet over his head for the rest of his life now. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Well, dude, I think we're going to get out of here. I know Ben has to go soon. And can I tell I you gotta... one more story I... that I think you guys would like? Yes. No. Okay, yes. go ahead. <laughs> there, I came across this article the other day about it was a campaign in Wisconsin for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And it was uh, the most funded judicial campaign in the state in history. It's $50 million because both the left and right at the federal level had a, a stake in it. They, they really – I don't know if it was abortion or whatever the issue was they wanted to control. I, I don't know. But they wanted control of that uh, Supreme Court. So there was a Republican candidate, even though they don't identify in that state, but one of them was definitely a Republican. The other one was definitely uh, a progressive. And – both got like 23, 22 million dollars and all the money went, the rest of the money went to the other candidates. But it was revealed, the progressive one, it was revealed a couple of weeks ago by the campaign manager of this progressive candidate that they had put up all these 
subliminal messages in their attack ads. And they explained that the subliminal message was that I, I watched them. There was these little horses they put in the background of all the, the attack ads. And you could see them faintly out of focus. And then you listen to the radio ads, which it was not very subtle there. You hear, you hear a horse. And so they call the other guy Dirty Dan. And the first time I heard it, I, I knew what they were trying to do. They were trying to insinuate that Dirty Dan, the opponent, is fucking a horse, right? That was my first thought when I heard it. And then this person who was a campaign manager admits this. They said, we did a poll, uh, uh, what, what a panel where we asked people about the candidates, whatever. And we found from this focus group that they think that the opponent looks like a horse fucker. And so they put all of these things in these ads. It, it's totally, it was funded. George Soros was their biggest donor. He donated a million dollars to this campaign. Mm, weird. It, Right. And so they were like, we were just joking about it until we're on the campaign trail and everybody's telling us this guy looks like a horse fucker. And, you know, I, I don't think they got that from a focus campaign. I think this was the plan strategy, uh, albeit it's a funny plan strategy. But th they put all these things in there and this person ends up winning. And Doris puts in a million. This is the judge on, on a Supreme Court bitch. Can you imagine your Supreme Court judge hearing your case won by branding the opponent as a horse fucker? <laughs> I mean, this is a, like I would I, what I would do if I were pleading a case there is I would say, can you recuse yourself? Because one of the main reasons they were able to do this and this guy talks about it is because the guy had a background. He lived on a farm and he rode horses. And so they have the associations there. And I would say my my client lives on a farm. How do we know judge isn't going to go to chambers and joke with her clerks about him being a horse fucker? Please recuse yourself and. and Maybe, maybe don't assume anybody who's ever told to ride a horse fucks it like maybe you did, Your Honor. I, I don't know why you get that indication. But this, this guy who was being interviewed said that, that they put photos up and they showed it and, and it's, conf it's confirming. So they did this whole campaign and then they changed the guy's fucking Wikipedia picture. And the guy has no idea until two weeks ago that he's being branded a horse fucker because this was, they should have kept it quiet because she, this bitch is going to have to run again. And I guarantee you somebody's going to remember it. And I got to tell you, she doesn't exactly look like she's not fucking horses. <laughs> <laughs> kind of felt sorry for the horse. Right. Yeah. And so I go to his, I go to his Wikipedia page. And after you hear all this stuff about, he looks like a horse fucker. You're going to be primed to see him look like a horse fucker. And here's what they did. And it is kind of funny. They found a picture of this guy where he's clearly, and you fucking can do this on Wikipedia. You can, yeah, yeah, he's clearly fucking the shit out of a horse. And, and they found a picture where he's at a, a debate or something. He's got a thing of water, and you can tell. And he's he's looking over to answer a question, is what it seems like to me. But they cropped it so you couldn't see the words in the background. It's it's obviously not a photo he put there, and it's not you know every other headshot on Wikipedia is like a headshot normal. This one wasn't. They obviously like not a flattering this. picture at all. Right. And so oh, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> the picture looks like this guy is in the middle of the sentence and then he gets distracted because a sexy horse walks by. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh Dirty Dan Horsefucker. Let me see. Don't type that in. That won't <laughs> I was going to say yeah. Before. Uh, by the way people, don't we don't endorse fucking horses. You're going to get hurt if you try. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah. I have to turn my safe search on because Dan I'm... Kelly is his name. Dan Kelly. I'll just type yeah. that in. The The worst part <laughs> about all of that is the fact that, like, like you said, he didn't even know. And it's like it might have, as you said, been a great joke, except for for that guy. Right. Like who probably just by you talking about his background is probably sincere about trying to make changes and right. even if he steps out of politics for the rest of his life, he will forever be branded, yep, pun as intended, a as a horse fucker. And the reason I think they went after him is because he he gave he advised people when they were doing the Wisconsin audit for the 2020 election. Ah, so he was on the hit list for that. Yes. And the name of the group, the political campaign strategy firm, I'm trying to Strother and it's just the weirdest name. It's like Strother and Knuckle. That's what it is. So the, the, the ones who came up with it, their, their fucking name of their political strategy group 
is fucking Strother and Knuckle. Stroker and Moose Knuckle. It might, yeah, might as well be Stroker and, and Fisting. It's just... <laughs> You can't make this shit up. And then I went, so what I did was I went and evaluated all the photos of all the people who were involved in creating this campaign to see what they looked like. Now, Strother and Knuckle, the, the guy who came up with this idea, he looks like the type of guy who never leaves the house without a roofie just in case there's a girl who leaves her drink unattended. <laughs> <laughs> or a guy. Maybe or he a guy. Well, yeah, yeah. Or they, whatever. Or a horse. Instead of moderating, have you ever thought about doing stand-up? I did stand up for years. I taught stand up. I did improv. That makes more years. sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we're going to have him on our new improv show, which I have not come up Amazing. with a title for yet. I love that you're doing that. It's super cool. Well, eventually we're busy. We'll have to get tips from you. Maybe we'll take a class. Yeah. Well, I, I'm totally down with experimenting with you guys online, too. I think that that would be fun. And Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it'll be fun. And you can give us a free class because we're homies. Hell yeah. And dude. we love you. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, Ben's got to go, and his landlord's going to come fix his blown-up stove or something. So, you weird homosexuals, we uh, we we love y'all. I also wanted to real quick before we go, thank you to everybody who sends me uh, videos and reels and all that stuff. I do watch all of them. I can't respond to all of them, but a uh, couple off the top: uh, Jimmy, Johnny, Colin. Are these real people, or are you just pretending to be Alex Jones? No, but I did think about that. <laughs> no, they're on Instagram. Uh, Blue-eyed welder is Jimmy, I believe. Johnny is, I'm sorry, I don't remember all your screen names, whatever. But thank you for sending me those. They're funny and they uh, brighten my day and sometimes terrify me about the future. So we appreciate all of it. Uh, and stay tuned at the end, at the very, very end, for our new disclaimer. Oh, yes. Uh, thank show. you, Hedvika, our Czech listener, who recorded a special outro for you that I'll be placing right after this. Uh, Brad, before you go, anything you want to plug? You can find me at youtube.com slash Brad Binkley, rumble.com slash the prop report at Freedom Act Radio on Twitter. The propaganda fight.com is my website and patreon.com slash propaganda report. Fucking perfect. Well, thanks again, yeah, dude. Yeah. And uh, thanks, we'll y'all. have you on more more frequently as since it's your thing, uh, as the election cycle rolls around and what your you know thoughts are on the madness, because gonna get crazy yeah, it's yeah, gonna be fun <laughs> no matter what it's gonna be show fodder so we'll be here to make fun of it so you're welcome all right man have a great night you too Bye. thank you for listening to the chip pad please address all quantum grievances to go fuck yourself at your mom.com see you next week Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.